Hello, you're listening to the show about ideas, ideologies and their inherent contradictions. A set of dialogues with some of the most exciting people in this politically charged time. This is Sudeep Tomandal and you're listening to What's Your Ism? an atheist in the same way as I'm an a-leprechaun. Why has there been casteism existing in the country still today? Feminism, by definition, is the belief that men and women should have equal rights. The nature of the system is to be as mean and rotten as you can uh, to try to maximize profit. This is a podcast of the News Minute and you're listening to What's Your Ism? Welcome to the latest episode of What's Your Ism? In today's episode, we have a very unique religious leader with us. Our guest started off as a lawyer in the early 1990s in Nagpur and Mumbai before she moved to Delhi and joined the national campaign for Dalit human rights. In 2006, she quit not only law and activism, but also renounced her family life. She donned robes to start modern India's first order of female Ambedkarite Buddhist monks, or Bhikkunis. Bhante Suniti Bhikkuni is the director of the Mahaprajapati Educational Foundation and one of the most prominent Ambedkarite Buddhist voices in the country. Uh, Bhante Suniti, the last few days uh, you have been very busy for you. Lakhs of people have turned up in Nagpur. You were in Diksha Bhumi, the, the, the spot where all of them gathered. You had a stall over there. It must have been super hectic. There was a lot of dust and a lot of people and a lot of exhaustion. I hope you're feeling well. How's your health? Thank you, Sudipto. I'm fine now. Uh, yes, it was really very hectic <laughs> days at Diksha Bhumi. And we love that. We love to be uh, a part of this hectic moment, we can say. And I just want to clear that uh, please don't mention me as a religious leader. Even though I am in robes, because I follow Buddha's teachings, but I follow it only because it talks of human rights. It talks of humanity. So I prefer myself as a human rights activist and not to as a leader. A human rights activist in robes. Human rights activist in robes. Yes, correct. And we started off saying that you are very much part of the Ambedkarite Buddhist Navayana movement, but slightly apart. And uh, your organization, it it talks about the journey of transformation from womanhood to a sentient being. And can we get into that straight away? Uh, asking you, what is it that sets your mission apart uh, from this main Ambedkarite Buddhist Navayana mission? Uh, yes, uh, we can start by it. I just want to clear some points here. So as uh, Baba Sahib said, when asked by a journalist at the time of uh, this uh, conversion period in 1956, he was asked whether it is Hinayana or Mahayana. So Baba Sahib said, I don't follow Hinayana or Mahayana, but you may say it as Navayana. He never said that I am saying, you may say it. So... Because I know what Baba Sahib said is very correct, you know, and we are following him. Through Baba Sahib Ambedkar, we are following Tathagat Buddha. 
and uh, i know that uh, he was very clear that hinyana and mahayana was after buddha it came after buddha and uh, baba saheb said that uh, what i want to give it to the people is the real teachings of buddha i want to introduce the real buddha to our people in india so i also don't want to use that word naven no no yana i want to use interesting okay okay, okay no yana because that is what i was little confused about when yeah. i went to diksha bhumi when i i mm. visited your stall mm. on the way to your stall i saw actually uh, at least as far as the people who uh, were from the religious order not just the laity or the followers there was an entire galaxy of them there were people from tibet there were people from sri lanka japan china uh so i was confused as to what is the yana over here so it's interesting that you say this can you expand a little more what do you mean yeah it is not at all an any yana because buddha never said about a yana so like that like word used yana uh but uh, we find that uh, i don't know maybe i am correct or not uh, the yana is a kind of wheel okay and uh, buddha's wheel is to um that is uh, the circle you know how the uh, dhamma chakra we say you know dhamma chakra so it is the dhamma chakra and it is totally on the teachings of uh, buddha which uh, says that how the life of people can be converted into a happy life and uh, baba saheb gave us that is that what buddha wanted that i won't give it to the people so i take it as the real teachings of buddha what he wanted at that time because the people doesn't change in any era they are same their life is same their birth taking birth living as the whole life and dying what is there it is very well explained by buddha and uh, we find the same now also that time there was violence now also there is violence that time there was discrimination now also there is discrimination the thing is what buddha said is that you have to be a human being and for that you have to cultivate your mind you have to change your mind you have to control your mind because we are we say that we are human being but really we are not born as a human being we are born as an animal and this animal has to use his mind and become a human being therefore it is said we are never born as buddhist we have to become buddhist so that part we have to understand and to become a buddhist we have to make use of our buddhi right therefore i always when i talk to people when they ask me that will you come to a program like where uh, people of all religions come and sit and we'll have a discussion on a religious part you know right then uh, on the stage when all the uh, different leaders of uh, religions they sit i ask them i think all here are buddhist <laughs> <laughs> and they get shocked Right. And then how you are saying as Buddhist? I said yes because I know you all are using your buddhi. Therefore, you are Buddhist. <laughs> right. Right. You know, without using a Buddhist, uh, your buddhi, your mind, you cannot do any work. If you are 
following whatever you want to speak following in your life whatever you want to do that has to be according what you think you know the thinking part is most important and that comes through mind the intellectual part it's an intellectual part nothing can be done without that so be a part of your mind and do accordingly don't say that it is a tradition or because someone has de- done it so i have to follow it use your mind whether it is good for the people whether is it is good for the humanity whatever religion you follow therefore i say i'm not a religious person but a human rights activist but a human rights activist because i think of the human i think of the human being and i feel that everyone should follow one thing that they should be a human being fantastic and uh, if they want to think of sentient being thinking of buddha means try to become a sens- sentient being that is be sensitive towards each and everyone to whom you join or to whom you contact be very sensitized a sensi- sensible person become like buddha and in that human rights activity activity that you do in those human rights interventions activities that you do you are also invested in the women rights part in addition to the thing because there is a special focus area for you uh why is that focus area necessary uh where do you think uh ambedkar right buddhist movement let's call it the ambedkar right buddhist movement when you describe it as, yeah. as a human rights movement not just a religious movement automatically we have to go to one of the most notable human rights activists of this of this entire uh, last century uh dr b r ambedkar uh, so how does the womanhood part or the womanhood question uh get addressed in the larger ambedkarite movement why is it necessary to have an order of bikunis of which you are a head yeah uh it's a very important question here this one because uh, you know the women are never treated as men men are given more uh, importance than women if this is so then we cannot talk of human rights the women has to come to the level of men or otherwise in a natural sense i would say the men should come at the level of women what does that mean how does that happen <laughs> because women are more sensitive than men hmm like the motherhood qualities and uh, the treatment of uh, towards their children and looking towards even any uh, boys or men they care for them they care caring nature you know it is uh, very different apart from uh, the natural qualities they are forced to do their work or show their motherhood or their caring uh, qualities they wanted it to be uh, limited to the family itself mm. okay but naturally it's not so they are forced to do that they say see this is your child so you take care of that child more okay if but a women 
always thinks that the child belong to any family but the, uh, that is a child you know right. so she has some feelings towards that child hmm. it's the natural quality within her which has been stopped therefore you know in buddha's uh, one sutta uh, that is karniyamitta uh, sutta it is said to the bikkhus the buddha through this sutta he gives uh, his discourse to the bikkhus saying that you have to look after every person as if they are your, your own child no this plays a very important role this discourse in the life of bikkhu and bikkunis so bikkunis take it very easily it is very difficult for bikkhus to <laughs> because they are men they are taking the robes they are taking the teachings of buddha i think they they are trying their best but the quality is no it has to be developed more as we say the reservation part you know we have to come to the same level the part which is very lessly less or uh, which is not uh, given opportunity or uh, you have to develop more so here when people say me oh you are bikuni you are a women so we want you to give discourses or training to the women i said not that is not correct the correct is that the men has to give the more discourses hmm. so that they can treat women equally to them you have to give more discourse to men you are saying yes, to correct them to correct them right are women Ask treating uh, unequally to men i don't think so maybe there are many such kind of flaws in between but we can't say as a like we say the word used uh, majority majority part is that the when we find as a lawyer i am a lawyer you know yes i i was hoping <laughs> that i would come to that in at some point no, in the uh, uh, discussion yes, yes. but okay. uh, because of that many women uh, cases uh, related to domestic violence and many things came to me so i find that uh, ma- the women are coming out and ex- uh, complaining about the family matters only because they are not given the proper treatment in the family okay right so if they are given proper t- treatment a woman will never dare to come out of that house because she doesn't have any place to live even it's a very uh, basic things like a girl child she is not having her own house when you asked where does she live she will say she is living in her father's house the house belongs to the father if she goes against the father father will drove her out okay after marriage you ask her where do you live she says i am living in husband's house and if she doesn't listen to her husband the husband drives her out so this is the practical life of a woman she doesn't have anything of her own even the name she use name of her father after marriage she uses the name of her husband some are so advanced they use the name of father and husband both 
ओके बट दे आर नॉट आइडेंटिफाइड और दे आर नॉट टेलिंग दैट शी इज द वन यू शी शुड बी नोन बाय हर नेम बाय हर वर्क दिस इज वॉट बिकुनी कम य we bikunis don't have any identity of father and husband with us we are bikunis and we are known as a bikunis by our own name this uh, authority i can say the buddha has given to the bikunis right tell us about that because uh, when you speak about this i am guessing a lot of people who might listen to this will say are something new <laughs> and uh, yesterday when we were just preparing for this interview you said no 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 this is not new firstly in the ambedkarite order itself it is not new if you can firstly talk about that and also in the ancient buddhist uh, you know uh, orders from the time of uh, gautama siddhartha uh, there has been this uh, female order uh, can you talk about that a little bit in history yes uh... 1968 दीक्षा भूमि Baba Sahib had many programs we can say with uh, people of India, uh, Maharashtra, especially Maharashtra. Uh, it's a series of programs which started from the first uh, Mahar program, you know. Satyagraha, Mahar Satyagraha. Yeah, for water they water, say. Water, yeah. But uh, here again, I always say that it was not for water. uh people doesn't go deep into all these things actually at have you been there not yet no i want to whoever goes and they come in contact with me i tell them just to go and read the sentence written uh, below the statue you know in mahabasab statue is there and uh, there is a pillar on which the statue is put on on that pillar some words are written but that is in uh, marathi okay no one goes and read you know <laughs> what does it say i'm very curious now <laughs> in marathi is, it is written there ha sangar sangar means uh, yuddha hmm. that is a war ha sangar panyasathi nasun means not for the water not for the water बट मानवी हक्कासाठी आहे बट इट इज फॉर द ह्युमन राईट यु नो दिस इज इम्पॉर्टंट इफ यू वॉन्टेड टू डू इट फॉर वॉटर मीन्स यू हॅव गॉन टू अ व्हेरी गुड वॉटर यु नो गुड वॉटर टँक दिस इज नॉट दिस इज नॉट अ ड्रिंकिंग वॉटर टँक इट वॉज नॉट अ ड्रिंकिंग वॉटर टँक इवन इवन दॅट वेर नॉट अलाउड टू यूज मीन्स द पीपल वेर नॉट treated as human being they were treated not even as animal because animal used to go and drink that water no from that first movement of baba sahab the human rights activity started hmm. it's for human rights and so, the women's rights in that came when 
the same time that's why i uh, mentioned this in this uh, movement women were also included it was on 25th of december 1927 this is what what yeah. was the the mahad event no that is the manusmriti dahan right okay today also it is uh, celebrated as the women revolution day you know as such the 25th of december uh because in that uh, movement of manusmriti dahan baba saheb talked to women and uh, he asked every women that you are the one who can bring the change he motivated women to take care of the children as if they are human beings don't just give birth give them proper culture so uh, for that many things he said to women but with regards to buddhism and the order of bhikkhunis what no, exactly not uh, uh, he never said about any buddhism that time he talk of human rights only because uh, he wanted everyone to be treat themselves as human beings uh in his uh, newspapers what he brought uh, he came up with at that time it talks of human rights only okay because uh, two important agenda of his movement was that that you you have to tell people that you are human beings and you have to tell people that now don't dare to discriminate us treat us as human being two things to the both the side male and female no not male and female i'm talking about the uh, untouchability right right because there was uh, one uh, the so called upper caste people they were not treating the lower caste people as humans so he talked to low caste people the so called low caste people the untouchables that you have to understand that you are human beings through this mahar movement and through that he gave message to the so called upper caste people now they have understood that they are human being you should not treat them as inhuman that two messages he want he gave in that movement and the second step was manusmriti dan where he talked to women that you are part of a human you are human being so you have to tell your children and bring up bring them up as human beings okay that culture you have to develop and therefore he said why are you going with all this jewelries which is not real one it is not gold silver you know you are wearing many things but it's not uh, the real ornaments so take it off just uh, if you want to wear gold just wear one single chain as the women of this so called high caste people wear they are not having any ornaments on them they don't show off but you are showing so many things you know oh, kavdi kavdi means the shells you know that yeah. we have yeah they were wearing that kind of things they were wearing uh buds uh, black buds beads know? yeah ha uh-huh. ha beads beads, beads huh? sorry uh-huh. beads 
ब्लैक बीड्स नो इट वॉज देअर सो बाबा साहेब सेट यू शूड नॉट वेअर ऑल दिस काइंड ऑफ थिंग्स हॅविंग द थ्रेड्स यु नो दॅट ब्लॅक थ्रेड ऑन हँड्स इन एज अ नेकलेस एज द थ्रेड्स वे देअर इन द वेस्ट अँकल अँकल एव्हरीवेअर and he said that you are showing that you are untouchables by wearing all these things the markers of your untouchable this is the mark of untouchability hmm. but bante ji i again want to draw you back to this uh, question yes. sorry no 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 so, these are these are important uh, you know things to underline actually to build the context this is all context building for the conversation around the bikuni order yeah. i i believe yes. you know because i suppose as an extension of this concept of human rights as an extension of you know uh, the movement itself as a new order of people who will carry the movement forward because the when i started you said that i am not a religious leader but you are part of an order of ordained uh, priests monks yeah nuns how do you what is the right word it is bikuni bikuni okay you are you are you are part of an, an ordained sangha of sa- sangha. ordained sangha yeah. okay as a bikuni ordained sangha of bikunis this ordained sangha of bikunis has always existed uh, at the time of baba saheb's conversion in 1956 was there an order of bikunis no tell me about actually, that actually uh, i want to tell you that at that time baba saheb never used buddha's word or the buddhist religion or regarding anything what he was going through he knew what a buddha, who buddha is and what it his work was he knew already but he never used in front of public just because people were very we can say they were uh, having their mind uh, only in uh, hindu religion you know and if baba saheb talked of religion which is not uh, regarding hinduism or against the god of the hindu what they are uh, having faith they would have not come to him so he avoided these words okay but i'll tell you one thing in 1924 in bahiskrit hitkarini sabha he gave the mission of that organization as educate agitate organize that is nothing else but buddha dhamma and sangha but he did not use the words he said educate which is buddha that is buddha mm-hmm. agitate that is dhamma and organize that is sangha, sangha. it has been uh, the sequence has uh, been changed by the politicians <laughs> and they say organize in center and for agitation they say that you have to come on the street and fight for your rights baba saheb did not want that so he introduced buddha dhamma sangha in 1924 itself okay and then he slowly he came to buddhism in 1935 when he declares that he won't die as a hindu but he did not declare again as the that he will go to buddhism actually he was telling the same thing in his speeches all the words what he was using it was all about buddhism through human rights he was introducing that but after because he wanted to tell everyone that you are not treated as human being that was his first important thing 
putting everything in the mind of people anti chip especially and then in 1956 then he said so 1956 he did this public yes. conversion yeah. at that time did he imagine who will take the faith forward the 22 vows for example that he 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 offered who did he imagine will take that path those forward those are not treated as human being <laughs> no, you no, wanted no. every untouchables are untouchables definitely Because, formally untouchables uh-huh. but no no in that this the reason i ask is you know i want to again again go back to this ordainment hmm. this this business of creating an order of people who will take the faith forward of bhantes hmm. of bikunis and bikkus or how did he imagine it uh was there anything about that I can't say that uh, accurately what he thought but what, of it. Okay, but what, after that fifty-six event, what rapid developments happened? He had been to different countries hmm. like Sri Lanka, Burma, and the and he met with many monks there. But uh, he had a question: whether these monks will help people of India to change. as buddhist people he had many uh, like uh, expectations from uh, the sangha but he didn't find anything so he never talk of it but after 56 what happened who took the thing forward yeah i'm telling about it but uh, why while uh, he was writing buddha and his dhamma he had all that thing in his mind about the sangha about the monks he had in his mind therefore he had given the chapter how we bikku should be hmm. he wanted to create the new sangha would really work as a social activist not as a religion person but as a social activist if you go through the chapter you will know social workers bikku should be social workers okay they should be like uh, working for the people to change their life he did not find in other countries any monks like that he found that most of the bikkhus are uh, taking uh, going for meditation some are going for chanting but the real work in the field with the people it's not there it's missing so he did not he just mentioned that how a bikkhu should be the bikkhus from india they were the one who took uh, ropes diksha for ropes which, which we say as pabajja they took it from the sri lankan bikkhus or the burma bikkhus myanmar myanmar actually the bikkhus from burma they were still they were staying in kushinagar or uh, budhgaya so bikkhus were already there but they were not from india we know only one name that is uh, badant anand koshalan he was a bikku uh, and uh, one a young boy he took robes i i don't know from which whom he took it that is sumed he is no more now they both are not there so they were at uh, the sumed was present at the time of diksha with baba saheb he, he was, was very young young boy okay yeah so the bikkhus were there but for indian bikkhu only one was there and among them there was a dalit and 
started translating the book buddha and his dhamma into what into hindi Achha. english book into hindi he he did not ask uh, baba saheb that he will do that i don't know what relation was between these two because baba saheb was very clear while he was talking with the bhikkhus hmm. so that time uh, we feel those who really understand about uh, धर्म Buddha is a Pali one. This person word. was not there in the press ceremony in 1956. When did this person come and join the order? He already was in robes. By the time, okay. Yeah, he was already in robes, but he was not invited. It is said, okay. But people don't understand this politics. This Pali words were not changed into English, not translated into English by Baba Sahib. He kept the Pali words intact. The Buddha. and his dhamma it's they are not english words but he gave the title to that book when it is translated to hindi the title has to be the same that was not done you're saying that was not done it was written bhagwan buddha aur unka dharma is that the only major change or are there many many other... changes inside i'm taking classes you ask mrudula and all <laughs> Mrudula is the head of the Karnataka chapter of the Buddhist yes. Fraternity Council. Yeah, we will also come to that to She talk about it. She made a call your... yesterday. I didn't know when when we were talking. Right. She right. called me. I saw to today morning. <laughs> This is okay, very interesting. So I had a, a talk on this. About the translation part, many things inside. So this this dilution of that ism. Which Baba Sahib started, which you which you believe was a human rights movement, not as much a religious movement. This these dilutions started happening immediately after fifty six. Yeah, because the general public does not know. This is this know. is this translation is one element of that dilution. Yeah, What yeah, other yeah. things have in your other opinion? Other things means uh, Baba Sahib went to Sri Lanka, you know, uh, there, and he wrote one book, Puja Pat. They say. I just uh, edited that book. The first uh, preface of that book is there, because there was no translation 
proper translation there. Baba Sahib had given only the Pali text. The translation was done. I don't know who did it. But it was not clear to all. And in that preface, Baba Sahib says that many, it was in 1950, 49 or 50. The preface is written, that book is coming up where he says that many people are asking me how to do the puja when we become Buddhist. What is the ritual aspect? What are the rituals? What right. are the traditions we should follow? Yeah. So Baba Sahib went to Sri Lanka to ask this. And there he got the chanting from Sri Lankan monk. So he brought that chanting to India. What was the chant? All these things, what nowadays uh, people do, that uh, Trishan Panchashil and Gathas and Suttas, uh, all it is recited in. And they say, because Baba Sahib has given to so we'll do this. Right. <laughs> okay. So. But where is the dilution? I'm telling you. Yeah. It is in that, uh, that part, uh, translation part. Hmm. This uh, Suttas of Buddha which people chant is the proper teachings of Buddha. Okay? Suttas. Suttas are the teachings of Buddha. We say Sutta means Updesh. Discourses of Buddha given to the people. These Suttas are chanted in Pali. But the delusion part comes here where they start Puja in Pali. That is Puffa Puja, Dupa Puja, Pradeepa Puja, that are not the discourses. Okay. It is like you have to lit a candle. It has nothing to do with dham the discourse. Buddhi, it has nothing to Buddha do with Buddha or Dhamma or Sangha. Nothing to do with it. Anything. But as the Hindu rituals were there when we uh, pray to the gods, you know, what they use. All things is are written in this. Okay, so they lit a candle. They have the candles uh, that uh, sticks, no, fragrance. Ke liye wo rakha ja, that is there. Incense sticks. Incense, ha, incense sticks. Uh, then uh, flower flowers. Okay, flowers is there only to decorate. Like you know, it should be there to make the people very uh, the atmosphere very calm and very it should look nice you know for that aesthetic but, reason yeah but the these other things like keeping the fruits in front of the statue keeping water in a <laughs> <laughs> vessel you know which is used to keep the ganga gel right so many things these are there so that is put in it which is not the discourse of Buddha or Ambedkar or Ambedkar. No. They are not. Suttas are there. Yes. We accept. That is to be chanted and understand. What are these suttas? Suttas like Mahamangal Sutta, Karniyamitta Sutta. Like Mahamangal Sutta is recited in every occasion. You know, when there is a celebration, marriage or birthdays, whatever it is. It is for how you can uh, be happy in your life. What you have to do for that, the Buddha is explaining. There are 32 types of... Uh, 32, 36? I don't remember. Because uh, there are many, like 
Buddha says how you have to behave with your parents, with the teachers, and with the people to whom you you should be friendly with, where you can get uh, good knowledge. How your atmosphere should be like that kind of small small things he has given in his discourse. So that is chanted in the program, but not explained. Hmm. You are seeing this happening. Yeah, yeah. So we translated it. There is a translation, but translation is like you know, other people are translated, uh, but it is showing that uh, it will give you punna punya. That is merit. Right. That merit will be, uh, you will get the fruits of that merit after your death. <laughs> punya is the same thing. You won't get the uh, fruits in your present life. Hmm. It is like that. The people are giving bhujandan. Uh, they give when they want that. We want to do some punya. <laughs> hmm. Okay, but they never think that. Daily they need food, <laughs> right? You know. Anyway, this is another topic. I don't want to go. It will be very long. No, no, no. This it's it's interesting <laughs> that you mentioned this. You know, because lost in translation is sometimes uh, a very, very important conversation in any religion, mm. right? I this thing of having uh, the ethos different from the, you know, the practice. Of how is this thing, and uh, so translations into you said Pali as a language also can become a ritual. Yes. Like how that without understanding when you do it, and yeah. you know because I suppose in the Christian tradition, you know the one thing is there's translation. There is no bar. There is a Tamil Bible, Telugu Bible, you know Punjabi Bible, and things like that. But in the case of the Buddhist texts, do we have it in every regional language? You think? Nowadays in Tamil we have. Tamil you have okay. Uh, Bangla. But, uh, no, but in uh, Buddha and Dhamma. Okay, let's take Buddha and Dhamma. How important is this text compared to the other Buddhist texts? Actually, Baba Sahib had given the real uh, history of Buddha. You know, in from the life, hmm. uh, birth, from the life, uh, the whole life of Buddha, from the birth till the end. Okay, in between. Uh, about his family the ancestors and all he has given one part and then how he left the house or the his how he stem. left the house i have read that part in that there is some yeah magical element <laughs> yes <laughs> which is there in buddha and dhamma written by baba sahib also yeah baba sahib had given that, that magical uh, element how do you explain ki sab log so gaye and then siddhartha walked out of the palace It's not written by Baba Sahib. He explained uh, about the uh, war between the Sakyans and Kolians, and because of that, uh, Siddhartha is given the punishment of uh, what we say, exile. Exile. Yeah. So he was exiled by the Sakya Sangha because he opposed the war. That's the reason, Baba. That's Sahib. the reason. Yeah, he exited the family. Yeah, not this thing of no. which is normal. And uh, the Yashodara supported him. Hmm. And uh, she says that you are going, so you just find a good path. So that's the basic difference between Baba yes. Sahib's Buddhism and the other Baba Sahib Buddhism. No, or rather the book. In, no, no, no. In in, in terms of the hmm. the book Buddha and his Dhamma. Yeah, that's the basic because many other. Stories. There is this thing of 
some magical thing happens yes. everybody in the palace goes to sleep because of that no he is uh, according to the traditional way yeah. of explaining yeah why siddharth leaves is about seeing a dead body seeing a old person okay then seeing a sanyasi he think that i will become a sanyasi because these are all sufferings in the life at the age of 28 he had not seen all these thing baba sahib says is it so that siddhartha had not seen all these uh, uh, incidences in his life so even there he is being the intellectual and the scholar saying he is ca- ca- calling to rationalism as opposed to yes and uh, he has references the uh, weak part here is he has not given the references in the book footnotes you mean footnotes is not are not there but there is enough reference but, uh, for this badant anand koshalan has given the references on this correct references or correct references he has given for this war among the sakyas yes, yes. as a result of which siddhartha was yes, ba- yes. sent into exile yes. uh, i <laughs> want to bring you back to the yeah. female order mm-hmm. yes uh, so, so uh, ha then uh, baba saheb also wrote about uh, this rise and fall of hindu women he wrote one small book in that he talk about with uh, bikunis acha and he tell how the uh, women were stopped from becoming bikunis by the bikku sangha at the time of buddha mean how it is promoted that buddha said no to women and he says that it is not a correct text mention in the literature of buddha's teachings he is answering that he says that buddha was the one who followed gender equality then how can he say no to women to take groups okay so this by this part we know he was very well aware of the bikuni sangha too and the bikuni sangha started in india when uh, at the time of buddha it started and uh, we find uh, the uh, there is one mahaparinibbana sutta that is the discourse given to ananda by buddha before three months of his mahaparinibban where he says mahaparinibban means before the end the passing. death yeah. death of buddha three months before he declares that he will leave the world after three months and uh, ananda cries he said no you should not do this like that so then he explains his uh, starting life buddha tell his starting life to ananda where he says that uh, while he was uh, getting enlightenment at that pro- in that process the mar comes the mar means negative thoughts says that now you are enlightened so you leave the world you die okay now you are enlightened no need of you nothing you have to do now and buddha says to mar means to the negative thoughts he replies replies saying that i want four pillars i want to form that four pillars that are bikku bikunis upasak and upasika who will take my dhamma to people hmm hmm 
means at the time of just after get getting enlightened he says that that means he had in his mind about bikunis he is thinking about bikunis at that time this is not told to people generally it is always uh, said by the bikus or the uh, those who study buddhism they say said the buddha said no to women it does not want bikunis so this is the contradiction part we can see because who, say, who says this who which orders say that there is no bikku sangha and also the the, the indian bikku sangha all theravad theravada specially which is the sri lankan orders sri lankan myanmar uh, is also myanmar yeah, is also theravada myanmar is the topmost to avoid <laughs> they punish bikunis they put in jail acha and our bikkhus in the ambedkar order today are also getting their ordainment from myanmar buddhist yeah yes so your bikkhunis will never get ordainment from any myanmar they were the bikkhus no but so in yesterday the day before yesterday when we were in diksha bhumi there were many theravada people also yeah all think that they are theravadas all also, say that they are theravada most bikkhus. ambedkar buddhists will identify as theravada yourself theravada yes so how do they respond to you they are against me they are against the bikuni sangha they don't allow us to give the stage they don't allow us to speak they get angry and they leave the stage if we start speaking these are the they leave the stage they leave the place when we start speaking <laughs> these are so called navayana ambedkar buddhist they wow. won't say they are navayana Uh, Actually, yes, you were mentioning this. So the yes. monks, so the so the people we saw there were shouting Jai Bhim, Jai Bhim. Some are there. No, no, no. I'm saying all. the common people who are there common by the lakhs, the, the lakhs of people Jai who we saw yeah. there. Everyone has a Baba Sahib portrait or some yes. symbolism from that Ambedkar movement. One blue flag or something yes. like that. Plus there is this uh, Panchasil flag. Yeah. There is Jai Bhim also. There is Namo Buddha also. Yes. But you are saying that that is among the common followers. No. but not, not among the monks yeah but monks are forced to say jai bhim when uh, in this kind of programs when public are there otherwise they will <laughs> oh otherwise they don't say jai bhim because won't say if you tell very few bikkhus are there if you ask them to garland baba sahib statue they they will do it otherwise no bikkhus and these are mostly dalits who have been ordained most of them yes so do you have any sense of how many uh what is the what is the size of the of the of the order majority numbers in terms of numbers kitne honge ambedkar buddhist monks jo log dalit samaj se aake bane sare wahi hai yahan pe maharashtra mein ne wo humne maharashtra up acha acha everywhere in india tamil buddhists also See, are mostly yeah uh yeah they are also dalits dalits so okay. they are either getting their diksha from myanmar very few brahmin bhikkhus are there very few obc bikkhus are there and you find in obc bikkhus when you come when you see annually in diksha bhumi i'm talking about that crowd they are all ambedkarite and mostly dalit background from the dalit bank background sc background yes all the dalit bikkhus from up they are in diksha bhumi and maharashtra also and maharashtra not all from maharashtra they have their own programs they just say no they are they want to come but they have another programs like that it is like uh, avoiding huh? no my question is therefore you are saying two very important things one that this emerging 
order of monks is at one level rejecting ambedkar not i i, I don't rejecting know. rejecting is rejecting not a strong word yeah it is and it's happening but it's happening they're so they're rejecting ambedkar uh ambedkar right they say that ambedkar was not in robe so he is not of our level because are at the highest level and the second thing they are doing is uh, rejecting bikunis you are saying yeah because of the influence of theravada from myanmar yes so who accepts bikunis where did you get your ordainment from how did you manage to get some bikus are there those who are supportive those who want to really follow ambedkarism okay so they are there they are so, from myanmar and I, I, i'll come to that point where i'll talk about 67 yes please the first bikuni vishakha she want to take robe this is in 67 67 and 1967 before that four years she struggled to no bikku was ready to give the robe vishakha okay. this lady's Vish- name is vishakha vishakha bikuni where is she from and what is her she plan? is from one village near yavatmal acha okay so very passionate about the mission yeah ambedkar right mission hmm. so she, she took the robe she convinced one bikku she got the robe with another bikuni got the robe one rupananda bikuni is there from nearby nagpur kanan she said she struggled for almost 18 years to get the robes she was behind anand kaushal line and he was not giving robe who is anand kaushal land vadant anand kaushal okay, right, right, right. okay yes okay hmm. and he was not ready to give he was just uh, oh go to that bikku go to that bikku you know and this gentleman was in charge of diksha bhumi at that time yeah so he the first was. person who was in charge of the diksha bhumi was a brahmin yes bikku bikku of the diksha bhumi you can say is the center yes. of the new revival yes 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 so in in that center of the new revival the first he bikku, was there he was the first what can you there. how can you describe as a chief priest no head priest? Uh, i can't say that i don't know but because many people were against him there was a small vihar where he was staying and uh, literally he was driven out of diksha bhumi diksha bhumi but initially he was in charge he was there no we can't say in charge because committee was there oh committee was committee is from 1957 itself yeah 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 56 57 56 yes okay so this person was a important figure in that diksha bhumi scheme of things and eventually so while As he was there there was a lot of resistance you are saying to yes. bikuni yeah he did not want women to have robes so she has to struggle a lot now after taking robes mean it's a pabajja period and they can become a bikuni after they get the high ordination so from 67 to 98 almost 30 years they were not given high ordination by the what were they these common nuns they yeah. were just common nuns yeah samneri so, we say samneri they are not given that importance as the bhikkhus samne according to the buddha's uh, uh, system of sangha there samneri sada samner or samneri sada students of learning dhamma and if after that if they learn and they are ready to give or explain dhamma to people they become a bhikkhu or bhikkhuni or for that they have to undergo some exams 
okay and the sangha give them a high ordination so that did not happen for 30 years 30 years so visakha bante not can i yes, call her yes, bante yeah. yeah yeah so visakha bante and one more bante whose name you said was shilachara rupananda they started in 1967 one only visakha only visakha started, started visakha bikuni started in 67 okay others came later later But till 1998 there were 30 bikunis more than that we only know the name 30 a number there were more than that and uh, when they went to uh, budhagaya for high ordination that program was organized by the chinese mahayana bikus not the theravada no now aap bol rahe the you were saying that in 1998 mm. in budhagaya when the high ordainment was happening it was not the theravada monks who gave that ordainment it was the mahayana monks and for me this is very interesting bante ji if you allow me to say this so i traveled a little bit in the parts of india where the himalayan in the himalayan region the mahayana strain has greater influence the tibetan dalai lama is a big figure and i was very shocked to find a very strong caste system a very strong feudal you know organization i mean organize, the society is organized on very feudal lines uh, i attended a f- literature festival in ladakh the main guest of that literature festival was a skotan coat untouchable outcast woman and when she was walking into the venue with all band baja and all of that uh, there was a big argument among the older men over there kya hai unko jhule bolna hai ki nahi jhule jhule is a kind of a form of greeting in le ladakh and also it's like almost like an inshallah kind of thing ki aap kal aaoge ha jhule jhule which means yes yes okay it could also mean aap se mil rahe hain ha inse milo acha jhule jhule so that okay. that jhule jo bolne ka jo tha they were refusing or discussing ki bhai inko bolna hai ki nahi bolna hai because she is a and this is something they will use to a common tourist also they'll say jhule jhule but a person That's of their own community a woman who is also from an ex- excluded socially excluded community is being treated like this now for me therefore i always imagine that mahayana buddhism has a great influence of let's say jo scientific cheezon ki baat karte hain in buddhism that there is a lot of obscurantism after life all the hindu gods and pantheon are mixed in this tibetan thing in spite of that you, you know we see a certain how do you put it liberalism a kind of openness to the women order they are the ones finally in 1998 they opened doors for uh women bikunis is there a contradiction there how it is very interesting do you see this see you are talking about only tibetan culture yes yes okay mahayana, mahayana is, is not a tibetan culture as such mahayana culture if you find want to study it is from the china okay that is the main headquarter we can say not tibet we can say huh? according to me sure sure uh so from china the monks they started program on this bikuni chiumen from taiwan she was leading she that report i told no i forgot to bring that book uh actually she was the one who was preparing for this program and they were not knowing that there were bikuni uh, samneris in india women in robes they were working for uh, the bikunis in sri lanka and uh, other oh, parts sri lanka has bikunis but in spite that of all time. this yes that time but only samneri is not in sri lanka yeah acha acha that is as we had in india they were in sri lanka 
samneris they were also not given high ordination till then uh, the first high ordination program uh, they had in 88 where in sri lanka in budga itself they were not allowed in sri lanka acha acha as it is not allowed in india in burma in thailand high ordination program was only in budgaya where people of mahayana theravada tibet and everywhere they come there okay the place uh, where from the november month the foreigners starts coming there because it's cold uh, weather at that time so all foreigners are very comfortable and in that month so they come here so till fab fab they are there so it was uh, the program was organized in the february month of 1998 88 before only you had said something happened that is sri lankan acha for sri lankan some bikkus from in bodh gaya itself yeah but some bikkus from sri lanka who uh, gave robes to the women in sri lanka they initiated in bodh gaya yes and it took for, 10 it took 10 years of build up no not 10 years 80, maybe they are from many time achha. we don't know you must uh, listen to the video of uh, bikuni kusuma from sri lanka she just expired and uh, she gives the detail of how they struggle to just call them bikuni you know the word over there is also bikuni in sri lanka now it no they are not it is not used here also it is now we are the one we are starting wish we, we are bikunis oh that word is also lost women in robes are called ayya arya mata everything but not bikuni okay so in all the countries only in india we are doing this and now uh, the mahayani bikunis they are they are they are more uh, advanced than us now from many years they are doing this work we have alliance of bikunis at the world level so most of them are tibetan bikunis there okay so uh, it's there so that time the main thing is you know sometimes i feel that i am always talking negative you know <laughs> but it's true i can't avoid it Indian bikkus were very, very against the bikuni high ordination in 1998. They had given even in writing. And these are Ambedkar. Yes. People who have come from our tradition. Yes. From our Ambedkar tradition. Even one bikku from Nepal, because bikuni chairman had given letters. She met with all the bikkus of India, Nepal. china sri lanka and all so uh, from china she got some positive replies they are happy that bikuni lineage will start again and all like that from many countries but from india and nepal no in from nepal you know one bikku had written underlined in red line that is against this like that <laughs> so Indian uh, samneris didn't knew about this program that there would be a high ordination program. One bhikkhu was there, who gave uh, robes to women. He got to know about this program when he went to Budgaya, and till that time the registration was full. 
बट ही सेड यू आर डूइंग इट इन बुद्ध गया इन इंडिया एंड देर आर सामनेरीज यर सो वाई यू आर नॉट टेकिंग सो दैट वॉज टेकन इन टू कंसिडरेशन आफ्टर रजिस्ट्रेशन ऑल्सो ट्वेंटी नाइन नेम्स वेर गिवन देर एंड दे वेंट देर सो बिकॉज दिस मस्ट ऑफ इन नवंबर ऑफ नाइनटीन फेब ऑफ so when they went there they uh, they were given the training of high ordination and uh, then uh, they got the high ordination from the this mahayana uh, bikus but they avoided the tradition some tradition they have to follow by putting some they burn this place with three iron rods is hmm. burned here so our uh, indian samneris they did not go through that process but the all question answers and exam and all they had gone through it and they got the high ordination all 29 passed yes it is not like passed but they did it you know now also we are doing it they are not giving no one is giving proper education uh, train uh, exams as such but still we give because we want them to be in that system you know mm-hmm. we can't talk of proper education and proper exams of course otherwise no one will come <laughs> so when they return here whole bikku sangha was against talking against them that they are mahayanis so they should not gi- be given the respect as bikkunis and they are mahayanis automatically also means some of the things i was saying earlier which means oh rama krishna wo sab mante hain ye sab nahi what is the krishna but what is the, the criticism of mahayana among the ambedkar buddhist they do all the puja pat puja pat hmm. okay they use bodhi satva satvas and all the other avatars of buddha like that they have that's the main criticism know, of mahayana you say you talk of rama you know hmm. the theravada bikkus in sri lanka in buddhaga you have ramayan oh it's all uh, the um, drawings of uh, the ramayan is portrayed at murals in that vihar uh, and even the it's a sangha sashan country uh, thailand still the king is given the name as rama rama 1 rama 2 rama 3 now it is uh, rama i think 9th 10th one rama 10th is there at present ruling the country how did this happen because all brahmins were outside no went to the buddhist countries so all brahmanism has spread and uh, was included in the buddhist scripts buddhist literature and uh, the tradition of the buddhist culture this brahmanism mixed up so there is no clear idea what he said no gaurav said that uh, we don't have a proper culture why it is not so because it's all mixed up mixed up and uh, like uh, in buddhism also uh, as we say in brahmanism it is said that if you don't follow this you it will be a pap Mm. you know in the same way it came in buddhism if you don't do this 
so sin and virtue is decided by rituals and yes okay means bikku ko apne bhojan daan nahi diya to acha nahi rehta hai dena chahiye wo punya hota hai otherwise wo paap mein jayega there are many things no i be okay let there are many things but let me talk about a recent uh, thing which is an article that was written by uh, you know a, a, a scholar who was a, also a student leader in uh, jnu uh, who was the leader of this organization called babsa okay. rahul sonpimple huh. you know he uh-huh. wrote an article in uh, round table india recently talking about the two types of buddhism saying that there is one uh, middle class or elite buddhism among ambedkar it's for second generation you know which talks about the intellectual aspect which talks about the almost atheistic and the uh, non ritual and the meditation aspect and then there is the buddhism of the common people common dalits who are still you know uh, financially be- behind educationally behind rural uh, and things like that for them there is a kind of a they practice a different more ritualistic may not be necessarily a scientific buddhism and talking about how uh, it is essential for them to hold on to even that because they are literally in contest on the ground with the hindus uh, with the hindu religion and faith so for them even to have that ritualistic practice i do i hope i'm i'm not uh, wrongly summarizing what he wrote but there is this view that uh, you know there is an elitism when you talk about the the rational aspect of it you know uh, how do you see that uh, he is uh, giving according to you no i i hope i'm not like ro- quoting yeah. him wrongly but yeah. nevertheless let's what i said on the basis of that what do you yeah uh he is talking about the practically what he is seeing in the field and it's correct okay but is the intellectual or elite group working for buddhism is wrong actually the real work of this group is to bring them up not leaving them behind uh, to follow that what they are following from many years and keeping them in darkness we say it is uh, i define it as a traditional and scientific buddha's teachings was scientific and buddha gave his teachings or his practices were against the superstitions and traditional follows superstition okay that time the tradition was there he totally went against that traditions okay so whoever whether they are poor financially or socially whatever it is they have to be told they have to be explained to come up of that situation you can't blame that intellectual group or the ethical group or the rational group is uh not means they are different yes they are different but the work of the, what is their work their work is to go to them and bring them up to change their life otherwise it's not buddhism why the group should not be intellectual that is another question buddha is called buddha only because of the highest knowledge 
Otherwise, he would be, have been Siddharth only, known by Siddharth. As Siddharth Gautama. Why he is called Buddha? Because he gained that knowledge. He had that knowledge. You know? So, if a bhikkhu or bhikkhuni, they are gaining knowledge, and the knowledge of Dhamma, what Buddha has given, that is spread, don't we need this kind of group? The other thing is whether they are doing it properly or not, that is a question mark. If he is saying that they are different group and they are not doing this work, yes, then you are right. Because even the intellectual group or the elite group is not trained as if they should, uh, they are not knowing the duties, what they should do. It is like, you know, I get a, I got a mic. I am showing you the intelligence of me. I am telling you that I am intellectual. But what is the use, what I am speaking here, is it changing you? Or is it making any, some halchal uh, machana? Is it shaking up? Yeah, is, is it shaking you? It's making you realize that there should be some change in your mind. Now this intellectual group is just busy in showing the intelligence. Even in Bikku and Bikkunis, they are reciting, chanting. But whether it is understood by the people, what change they have to do? That has to be done. We talk about the intellectual aspect being inseparable from the Buddhist practice. That the beginning of the Buddhist practice starts with buddhi. In repeated, uh, you know, ways you've kind of brought up this this basic theme. But how does it uh, play out in the life of people is also a very important question. When you look at Buddhism as a culture, what does it mean in terms of birth? marriage, death. Because while there's an, again, while there's an intellectual aspect, there is also the aspect that religion is needed as a cultural presence also in a person's life, in family life. And most often, even the people who are little distant from any religion, whichever they may be Muslims, Christians, people who have gone little far from the religion, when it comes to birth, marriage and death, somehow everyone needs that, this thing. So, where does Buddhism or, or what practice you follow, how does it come into practice, this this question of what happens during, what is the birth, is there a birth ritual? Is there uh, a death ritual? Is there a marriage ritual? Actually, uh, according to the Buddha's teachings, Buddha talks of every incidence in the life, which starts with the birth, till the end of the life. It does not talk of anything before birth and it does not talk of anything after death. Buddhism is limited from life to death. Okay? So every incidence taking place in this lifespan, it has been explained by Buddha. Everything has to be with, it is natural process, but as a human being, we have to have some disciplined way. You know, everything has to be in disciplined way, with planned way. So, there was a system 
it started at the, at the time of buddha which uh, is nowadays followed by people in another name that is paritran pat what people is people say paritran pat for any incidences that are taking place in the family events major events you mean birth I, death I'm, marriage i i say incidents acha and this incidences are celebrated okay like birth naming going to school and then the marriage you know every every step of the life it is being celebrated and that celebration when it comes to buddhism they say that bhikkhu bhikkhuni should come to their house and chant something what is that something something means chant the suttas of buddha they don't know what they should chant they don't know the meaning of that they say bhikkhu bhikkhuni should come to their house and there should be a chanting this will help us to protect our family protect from all the evil things or all the bad things which may happen in our family we have to protect and this will protect us and this is called paritran pat nowadays actually at the buddha's time this word was not used because paritran pat is a sanskrit word not the pali word what does it mean paritran means paritran if you go to the dictionary from sanskrit you'll find the meaning is protection raksha and for protection pat means chant okay chant for the protection it is very much different from what buddha wanted to do he says you have to protect yourself and you have to learn the techniques of protecting yourself chanting will won't protect you but paritran part is there and people chant without understanding what the buddha wanted to say through his discourse and they think that it will it is good enough for their life to be protected but at the time of buddha people start who met to buddha on his way because he was ascetic he was wandering so many people used to meet him on the way especially the uh, business uh, community and the ascetics uh, of from the brahmin communities they used to meet the business community were like they they were the family members and they were going uh, traveling from one place to another and uh, on the way if they see the bhikkhus or the buddha they started interacting with him and they got to know what buddha want to tell so they felt very good they were they were feeling very good listening to buddha and something came in the mind that why should we not take him to our house so that the family other family members can hear him and bring change in the life so this way the concept of paritta sutta came into into uh, practice buddhist practice hmm. yes it is not paritran part it is paritta sutta okay it's a pali word what and, does that word mean yeah i'm telling it 
Paritran part is protection through chanting. And Paritra Sut means the discourse of Buddha in very brief. Paritra means brief and Sutta means the discourse. Abridged. Abridged discourse. Yes, yes. Because they were called at home in some or the other celebration in the house. They used to invite their uh, family members, their relatives, their friend circle. And they used to invite for food, for bhojandana. Now they invite for paritran part and say, oh, we do not, do not have any time for bhojandana. So you come by four o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> that time they used to call for bhojandana and after bhojandana, they used, uh, used to listen Buddha. See how it changed. So, they were saying we have some uh, celebration in our house, birthday or something like that. Uh, the Sangha, please come for Bhojandana to our house. And Buddha used to have, with the Sangha, he used to have that uh, Bhojandana. And after that, he used to give his teachings, Sorry. his discourse to the people. So, this Paritta Sutta has totally changed. Through this Paritta Sutta, he used to tell people how they can be happy in their life by working themselves, not depending on others. You know, it is on you. You have to work for yourself. Whatever you want, you have to work for yourself. And the work, that working is from birth to death. Okay? No one knows what happened before your birth, who were you? You were born earlier or not? And after death, what will happen to you? You don't know. So, he talked on this part. And uh, through that, people used to uh, get a good knowledge of Dhamma. And they changed their life. But yes. When you are invited, so if I were to invite you, uh, let's say for a birth, Mm -hmm. Or, or if I let's say if I if there is a wedding, if I were to invite you, what what can we expect? What will happen? Yeah, if uh, we uh, tell them already, like uh, if you want us, we'll give uh, give you the discourse. If you have time, we'll chant and explain it. If you don't have time, we won't chant. Oh, acha acha. If you don't have time, you would rather explain chanting baad mein. Because everyone knows in at least in Nagpur in Maharashtra, people every people know how to chant. Those are Buddhist. They know all Pali chants, all the suttas, all the gathas. They this is only buy. Nagpur or across Maharashtra, Vidarbha. Across Maharashtra, the Ambedkar Buddhists know the that yes. much cultural advancement yes. has happened. You are saying that happened. Even you know the illiterate. Like women come to us, the girls come to us to take robes or so with some problems or something like that. We say, okay, we would be giving robe. Uh, what do you want? Uh, what idea do you have? They say, oh, I know all the suttas and kathas. I can do paritran part. So you can give me robe. <laughs> <laughs> this is what. And you don't. You will take some more I time. said, no. No. Not like this. You know, that is a very good quality in you. You know everything. But now you will have to understand that. Okay? And education is must that you have to take. So very few families are there who call us. <laughs> because you are not doing mass. Yeah. Very few. Yeah. But those who understand and what they do, they call 
children's from the family you know all children so the youth are there in our <laughs> paritta sutta program because they understand that uh, we tell them how to develop their life you know in future according uh, regarding the education regarding the uh, career and all okay. so through buddhism we explain all these things we explain the meaning of why regarding like if it's a birthday so what is the meaning of life uh, the birth birth hmm. okay we explain that then how it should be changed till the next birthday right what is the process it should not be like this this birthday we are celebrating and i am this there should be some change in your life there should be some development in your life many people call us uh, when the women is pregnant hmm so how they should uh, be happy in that period of pregnancy how they should go through the uh, books and all you know how they should meditate for themselves so this you, kind of things you have worked with yeah we always do this kind of people call us what about death it's a very death. difficult time na acha kya so some people bury some people burn some people when they bury there is a certain position in which the body is placed uh, when they burn there is different rituals around that what happens here here mostly the uh, they burn it and the worst thing is that after burning they take the ashes and bones to the river and <laughs> that is the worst thing i'm saying why because they are polluting water and the air also no not air we can say burning burning ka hai burning ka hai but uh, uh, nowadays that electricity uh, has so come no so aapko kya lagta hai burn karna chahiye bury karna chahiye bury is good burning is there is good. no such thing in buddhism ki kya karna hai uh, actually this uh, burning came into existence means this ritual of burning came into existence because of the lack of land but so burning, if no but the, land. But, but but i know that you that mm. but the thing is if you will find it very strange i don't know if it's the case in north india in south india among the umbrella category of hindu forget let's not mm. get into who is hindu all that yeah, but yeah. in the umbrella category of hindu those who fall under the lower communities sc certain lower obcs they all bury brahmins invariably burn this is something which i find i don't know what the origin of it is but just in terms of the tradition lower caste people bury and upper caste people always want to burn and agni ye sab bahut kuch unka they have some attachment to that fire concept and yes. uh, you know to create ash out of the body and this that so please explain can you little bit in focus on this what does it uh yes according to the hindu rituals at the time of buddha also there was the vedic culture and uh, vedic cultures were followed by the brahmins and uh, according to them there was a burning system to burn the body what they say that buddha's rituals the funeral also was done under that process you know by burning burning so buddhist people do accept that because buddha was burned buddha's body was burned so it is in buddhism they say 
okay and uh, especially the scsts still in many places they don't have land even to burn what do you think of for burning it they don't allow even to burn in the that place where uh, the dead bodies are there ha ghat they do all the our people only are doing that stuff in those ghats jo kaam karne wale hote hain the people who are working in the ghats yes, are yes but they are, are not the yeah, dead whereas, bodies are not allowed inside yeah. for that you know in nagpur it's okay but many places especially in rajasthan mp and all there most of the villages are there that they are still not allowed okay you know so they think the easiest way to burn somewhere yeah like and um, hindus burning a uh, burning the dead body it uh, nowadays like we find many of them prefer to just uh, take the body and throw it in the river half burn also ha ha i have seen this yeah they throw it you know banaras, in the north banaras calcutta is full banaras of banaras yeah. and all you know they don't uh, uh burn it fully yeah yeah no you half half bodies are ha. yeah floating everywhere yeah. everywhere okay so this is one kind actually they think of purifying the dead bodies with fire with fire and water okay that is the concept yeah. and uh, they say even uh, when they are alive they say if you are doing any sin you go to ganga and bath take ya to, a bath ya to agni pariksha ki baat karte hai ya fir ganga nahane ka yes. baat karte nahi ha so when you are alive ganga snan okay you go there all sin will be washed away and after that some remaining are there then you put it in water the remaining sin will go <laughs> this is what the concept is but what do you think about burial what about? do you think about burial burying uh i think it is it has to be there burying should be there because it's all de- decomposition, decomposition of the body that's what yeah yeah so but it's not there no land is there to bury like uh, we have in christianity and muslim they have its special lands no so right now in nagpur Hindus, in maharashtra in buddhist also don't have so right now in nagpur maharashtra the ambedkar buddhists are burning basically yeah. mostly yes yes and traditionally among the mahar community i will assume that the largest part of the buddhist congregation in maharashtra is mahar yes traditionally mahars used to bury or to burn burn because they they were considered themselves as hindus no they they considered themselves okay, as so this hindus. is different from the south then because in the south yes, the yes. are burying only okay here no okay it's not like that. but you yes. would recommend you're saying burying burying so what we say now no one will listen because they say buddha was born hmm after is that so that is a culture but we tell them Okay, Buddha's ashes were not thrown in the river. <laughs> right. So there are stupas. They built, constructed the stupas on the ashes. For that also we need land. So it's better to spread the ashes in forest. And if you have b- bones, you have a tree on it. Mm-hmm. This year I started with my fathers in two thousand eighteen. I had to face lot of uh, the family members were against me, but because I am in Rome and I am the eldest one in the family, they were not able to go against me. But I did that. What did you do? I I did not uh, put the ashes in the water. 
I took it in the forest, and we have. But plants. you could not stop the burning. That was not uh, where to keep it. Even the the family members did not allow to put the ash, uh, that bones, uh, in the family uh, land. They didn't allow. So bones are not allowed. How they will <laughs> allow to bury birth, uh, bury that uh, body? Because we have small piece of land. and all are afraid if we bury the bones even we bury the bones and have a plant there they are afraid about the ghost like atma <laughs> jayegi aur ye ho jayega right my elder brother cousin he opposed a lot for this burying the ash and and he is a proper ambedkarite buddhist proper means okay there is no other option saying that i am a buddhist and i am ambedkarite in nagpur at least right no other option Even they don't know anything about Buddha and Baba Sahib Ambedkar, they will say, "I am Buddhist. I am Ambedkarite Buddhist." Okay, and we say that you are Mahar still. <laughs> you are right. not changed. Just changing the name is not enough. No, but uh, Bhante Ji, I mean, if you consider, I mean, if you are a little, if you consider where the community was before, right? Yeah. The, the, this the fact that they identify as Buddhist. I mean, you may. definitely i mean this question comes up you know again in christianity also the biggest it's like a joke which is also a metaphor saying are you a good good christian <laughs> okay what does that mean comes the question immediately yeah. and in this case the fact that you are identifying as buddha buddhist as opposed to something else the fact that you are identifying yourself as different from what has been given to you as your identity is that not a important it is important but uh, accepting fully as a buddhist have some other impact on people you know we have to tell them like what we said earlier no you have to be identified as buddhist through your behavior you know there are many examples i can quote one example i'll quote you when we go to the slums and we find that they are fighting with each other the other people will say ha jabim wale ashe sastat bole to jabim people are like this only yeah you know so that's the impact and we don't want that we'll find people who are very drunken you know they won't remember jabim when they are nice you know when they are not drunken they'll go bante ji jabim <laughs> <laughs> so we have to change this so we directly say don't say jaybim now you be in a good state first then you say jaybim so two types it is you know if they are ready to understand we explain them that way it's a duty i think it's my duty at least that i should make them understand by saying don't call yourself buddhist unless you do this and what is the basic things you have to do you have to follow at least the panchashil which is what okay you want to know <laughs> yes why not in in a short yeah what was the like, word you used uh, the, the, the you said no the short form of when they call for rituals there is a brahmin form paritta sutta paritta sutta mein yes. panchashil <laughs> Panchashil is uh, the precepts, the five precepts. That is, people say that I won't do any violence. That is first, but I never say that. 
I say, just say that you will not quarrel and fight. <laughs> Start from there. If you not quarrel and fight in your family, you will change yourself. So, that first thing, I explain them. Other, the second one is like, people say, I will not steal. That is the last stage. I say, I will not touch others thing without anyone's permission, whether it's a family member or not. Because even if your brother, sister's things you take and if they don't find it at proper place, they will quarrel with you. So it starts with, it is not stealing. It is not stealing. But just to make, just to trouble your brothers and sister, it's not like a very big thing. Maybe in a, just to make a fun of it, you do it. But it hurts and it may end to quarrel. It may end to fighting. So don't take somebody else's the second thing. Yes, okay. the second thing. And the third thing, they always take it as uh, uh, sexual misconduct. I mm. never take it that, that way. Yeah, actually there's a lot of talk about that in every yes. religion. You know, we talked earlier about Christianity, about yeah. how the original sin is yes. connected to sexuality. And yeah. in different religions, they're very, very weird about sexuality. What yeah. is your take on it? But here it is not talking about sex, uh, sexual misconduct. Because even a small child has to say, Kame sumicha chara veramani sikha padang samadhyami. Is he doing that? Then how that meaning suits them? I will not do any sexual misconduct. I will uh, be very uh, good to my life partner, like wife with husband and husband will wife won't have any sexual relation outside this uh, relationship. So is it suitable for a child? Hmm. But that Kame Sumichara, we asked that small child to re recite. So there should be my other meaning of it. What is it? Huh. So then I explained that. Because no one is ready to accept her. Huh? Sure, I can understand, yeah. Yeah, so I tell them, okay, you know that uh, differences you tell the children, you are a girl, you are a boy. Before there is a changes in your body, you put that in your in the mind, you know, you are different and she is different. There are many things going on from the birth. A girl child is born, people bring frock. Mm. Okay. Pink color. Pink. <laughs> <laughs> boy ke liye blue color. Mm. If a boy child is there, you bring pant like that. So there are many things. Uh, I don't think this is the proper place to explain all these things. But I suppose at some level you're saying, you're talking about gender binary. Yes. And you say that the huh. first wrong thing to do is to create that binary. Yeah, but what what it leads to, that I'm telling you. Hmm. It leads to teasing. Hmm. See, the sexual harassment or we can say the rape thing, if you go to the highest level, it starts with the teasing thinking that you are from another gender. You know, that point comes here. Because you are a girl, you have to be like that and you have to listen what I say. Even as a brother and sister, that dominancy is there, you know. Hmm. It's not sexually. It's sexuality. It, it's gender and sexuality. That's the framework in which you're speaking. Yes. Hmm. And why that is taken here as an example? Examples are many things. Like, Kame sumicha means your desire. It's not only regarding the sex. It's not only regarding the sexuality. Desire for anything and you uh, accept any 
way whether it is right or wrong you just i want that you know so that thing is there i don't have to go through that path which will fulfill my desire but that path is wrong so that's okay. the third precept that is the third precept and it goes to men and women specially because for the desire many crimes are being done like affairs and all this so i see that in every one of these things you are not giving any formulas you are literally opening it up opening up a conversation in each under this each precept yes that is am i right and so when you talk about it being a pursuit of knowledge and intellectual movement each thing is not a formula as much as it's a conversation actually buddha never defined anything hmm. buddha was open because definition suits for some situation you know when we go to uh, when we study science there is a definition for everything buddha's teaching is not confined to definition it is open it may change according to the situation according to the need you know so it can't be defined as such so the fourth and the fifth precepts are how what do you deal with fourth one is uh, like uh, it it's on your speaking part you know poisorle maten tamil la poi solla maten thank you okay <laughs> you know little bit of tamil also okay i actually yeah, I translated this... i told you yes 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 okay so not speaking lie and i added i will not use abusive words which is missing but when i went through baba saheb ambedkar books i was happy to see baba saheb also said the same thing <laughs> right he has written that uh, in that uh, that abusive words should not be used and abusive words also tend to be most often genderized no yeah, that is that's very true only women koi baap ki gali nahi deta koi bhi koi bhi nahi deta hai and that too they are abusing without understanding the meaning i would say they don't understand that they are speaking in english they abusing the word mother is used as mother you know it's an english word but mother is there and they are not understanding what they are using with that kind of thing is there so using that abusive word will always lead you to to quarrel and fight you know all these five precepts the, fifth the one first being? one is the important the fifth one being you fifth one is about the intoxicants acha and i say i never say i will not take intoxicants i always say just say yourself i will not have liquor main sharab nahi piyunga direct मैं शराब नहीं पीऊंगा मैं पान सुपारी नहीं खाऊंगा मैं सिगरेट पीड़ी नहीं पीऊंगा वेन आई से आज दम टू से दिस द पीपल हु आर डूइंग दिस दीप मम सो यू आर सेंग वंस इन अल हैविंग सोशल ड्रिंक इज नॉट ए बुद्धिस्ट थिंग टू डूसली नॉट सो ड्रिंकिंग इज कम्प्लीटली बैंड यस बिकॉज ऑलरेडी योर माइंड इज एनिमल माइंड if you are little bit intellectual using your mind taking intoxicants means again going to the animal mind you fall down in a gutter and think that you are sleeping <laughs> but as an extension of the same that, thing i've also heard people talk about uh, non vegetarian lot of uh, people in maharashtra are vegetarian in the buddhist the ambedkar buddhist they vegetarian what do you think about that actually the food part Buddhism never talks on food which food to take because it's it depends on the nature what you get it what is grown there what is available there 
cows it are available a... here but people are not eating <laughs> it also depend on the weather you know please tell me more i'm interested to know <laughs> what is this vegetarianism among mahar buddhists yeah uh, they used to eat beef here in maharashtra in most of the untouchables especially uh, economically poor untouchables are economically poor we always say economically poor but we miss that word untouchables you know nowadays that uh, poor thing is coming is being highlighted but the main thing is the untouchability the caste aspect and the, the class aspect yes yes so it was like uh, they untouchables were not allowed to have land they were not having any source of food growing agriculture and growing yeah. agriculture and also they were fully dependent on the animals mm. which they were taking care of especially the goats and hen pastoral kind of hmm. cows and all they were not having with them bull and cow they were not having because it was very uh, like uh, for the rich people used to have them you know because those who are having land they will have the cattle cattle okay but poor people won't even problem of staying of house so it was the uh, hen the first thing was the hen they used to have hen in their house and uh, a little bit uh, good uh, economically good people they would have the goats and for celebrations they would have that like muslims do no they bring goat they take care of that goat and after in the eid they use it as a mutton in the same way this people used to do it shepherd communities are touchable communities yes so they used to have that and it was a celebration when they want to celebrate they used to have chicken or mutton so it's a part of life there for the energy they needed it and uh, there is am gandha sutta in buddha buddha's teachings it's explained in buddha and his dhamma acha it is there am gandha sutta where many people like mostly the brahmins that time the with buddha in the sangha there were many brahmins maybe more than 75 to 80% were brahmins so they used to say that eating flesh or uh, having non veg will change the uh, it's not good in buddhism and buddha used to say okay you don't eat flesh or you don't eat meat or non veg will it change your behavior yeah that's something that they, they often say no tamasic food and yeah. sattvic food and but does it change brahmins say that they don't eat non veg but they are the one who are treating us inhumanly okay in the name of religion rituals so they should not know so buddha's teachings about non veg is not there like that only one sutta is one or two suttas are there where he explains that eating is only for energy that's why we have we see buddha with a bowl whatever you put in that bowl whatever no food 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 ha 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 food items food item now why i am uh, insisting on this word because many of the bhikkhu and bhikkhunis they are taking bowl to collect the arthadana the money and when we go for uh, food charika people put the soap 
सोप ऑल्सो दे गिव देर देन वी से देम सी वॉट इज इन साइड वाई आर यू पुटिंग सोप यर सो मेनी मिसकनसेप्शन एंड मेनी अदर थिंग्स आर देर दे से भिक्षा पात्र भिक्षा मीन्स बैगिंग बुद्धा नेवर से यूज द भिक्षा पात्र बुद्धा से इट्स ए भोजन पात्र वी आर यूजिंग द वर्ड भिक्षा पात्र मीन्स वॉट एवर यू गेट इन भिक्षा नो दैट इज नॉट करेक्ट इट इज भोजन पात्र विच इज टू बी यूज ओनली टू एट द कुड फूड दिस ऑल्सो वी हैव टू टेल देम वेन वी टेक द कैम्प्स सामने सामनेरी कैम्प्स we do this kind of thing and we have to i never carry that bowl you know everyone carries i am there to explain the people tell me this is only bhojan patra even bikku bikunis use this word bhiksha patra and they uh, at the end of the program they keep the bowl there and they say put money here hmm. dana that's not the proper way the proper use of that bowl buddha didn't use that for it Okay. This bowl that you mentioned, I mean, some in terms of the optics, how the faith appears to people on the outside. Some of these things, like the bowl, are very essential in terms of visual aesthetics of Buddhism. The bowl. At the same time, another thing that is easily associated with Buddhism is this concept of meditation, right? This आजकल uh, there's a lot of different different types of meditation that is happening people they go for vipassana also they go for this mindfulness training thing also i went to nagalok yeah triratna that's a triratna this thing i don't know what the triratna thing is i mean so if, if you can talk about that also what, where does meditation fit into everything what is meditation actually you will again have to go to buddhanis dhamma then <laughs> please tell me okay in buddhanis dhamma it is explained how siddhartha left the place of uh, the palace and uh, how he went out and uh, to whom he met after taking robes he took robes and uh, at the anuma river and after that he left i don't know whether i'm using the proper word anuma river okay doesn't matter huh? he goes and he has in his mind to meet different different ascetics who have of with meditation you know school of thoughts different different school of thoughts so he want to meet them so first he meets the alarkalam or sorry brigurishi brigurishi is an ascetic who does all kind of meditation which is very hard for the body you know very harsh not hard but we can say harsh like uh, standing on one leg or upside down or in the water Or not eating food for few days like that, this kind. And he asked them. See, these kind of things are not uh, explained while reading. Also, we don't understand. We only know that he went there. But what was the question asked to Bhagu Rishi by Siddhartha? That is main. He asked them, "Why are you doing this kind of activities?" And he says, "Because I want moksha. We want to go for moksha." Nirvana. Not nirvana. Here again. <laughs> oh, these are two different. It's very much different. Moksha is after death. Nirvana is not after death. The okay, topic will change. Okay. No, no, no. Sorry to digress. Okay. Okay. So moksha and Buddha says I don't. Siddhartha, sorry. Siddhartha says says I don't want to learn. I don't want moksha. I want to know the answers to my questions 
विच इज बॉदरिंग मी रिगार्डिंग वाई देर इज ए वॉर वाय पीपल आर क्वारलिंग विथ ईच अदर वाय दे डोंट लिव फ्रेंडली विथ ईच अदर वाय देर इज एन हेट्रेट ही गेव दैट वर्ड सफरिंग बट बिकॉज ही वॉन्ट ही लेफ्ट दैट बिकॉज ऑफ द वॉर यू नो दैट रिवर रोहिणी रिवर ही हैज टू लिव सो ही हैड वाई पीपल आर नॉट अंडरस्टैंडिंग दैट वॉर विल इज नॉट द सोल्यूशन फॉर पीस he wanted that answer he did not want how to go for moksha so in this way he met with different different teachers we can say the rishis of that time to test his own theory maybe he wanted answers not test he okay. wanted answers he thought he will give me answer acha he will give me answer but he did not get any answer from anyone yes but he learned the meditation from everyone what we uh, see in vipassana now about the breathing and all it is it was already there and vipassana they said that buddha invented this invented ha invented this sorry buddha invented but it was not invented by buddha oh. or siddhartha it was the culture of india the many thing meditation were starting from the breathing uh, process you know they used to control the breath there was a concept they say that if uh, you the number of breath you control you do not take it will make that your life will be like that may breath will be added to your life added to your life you won't die but who knows what my life uh, till what time my i will be alive no one knew that so there is pranayam and everything different types of meditations are there he practiced everything siddhartha practiced everything with them he stayed with them he practiced but what his real meditation was very much different which is not in vipassana at the end of vipassana maybe in uh, the highest stage they must be explaining that i can't say because i have not done it the starting i have done it i know that was not the siddhartha's thing do you do you train people in meditation do you do meditation yeah. vipassana is very good for an individual development okay so bante ji after a lot of uh, some technical trouble <laughs> we are back to the last segment now and uh, where i want to not rapid fire but some quick questions some general knowledge questions i wanted you to probably uh, answer now a lot of the things you said obviously uh, from woman who who to um, self realization sentient being to a sentient being from transformation woman. of womanhood to sentient being sentient being and that is your motto at the bikuni sangha yeah. now uh, would you call yourself a feminist no it is do you agree with feminists do you sympathize with feminists actually i have a different ex- uh, concept for feminism as i say Buddha is the biggest feminist. Why? Because he is very much sensitized enough towards the women' uh, rights. He he says that men and women are equal. That is gender equality when he talks about. So, bringing the women at the level of men in every aspects is feminism. But the feminism what we know or the general public know is that. 
feminism want to behave like men you know like not necessarily no uh, yeah, there first there are many types of yeah, feminism yeah many types yes but so, some waves of feminism two important uh, feminism type which is general public knows right see i have uh, been uh, for example can we t- take some feminist positions let's say the right uh, to life this question no life versus yeah, right to about i'll come to that yes. but i want to give an example which i experienced myself whenever i talk about women's right in buddhism that how they have been discriminated even though they follow buddhism the buddhist education even they follow baba sahab but still how women is discriminated when i talk of it we are called feminist that means the thing that we want to dominate men miss mm. talking about women rights is feminism according to them that is one aspect the other aspect uh, i can say that which i met with i met with a group of feminist people when i was working in delhi that time i found that uh, all the feminist uh, women especially those who are w- working as feminist they were showing the appearance through appearance they wanted to show that they are women means it was like yes we are using this kind of having this kind of appearances like uh, big bindi and ornaments little bit ornaments but big big one they don't have more ornaments they don't use it jewelries and all they don't use it but whatever they use it is like very big means you you are attracted towards that you know so that is the uh, uh, it uh, looks like they are proud to show that they are women the other i found the other group i found that they want to take or behave like men were like taking a uh, drinks and also smoking even going for a walk at night midnight i was with them because i wanted to know what they are doing in delhi i also walked with them at midnight so that was like oh why only men can stand at the panthelas and have pan and smoke we can also do we are not afraid of anyone we are women still we are not afraid of anyone we can also walk in a group or if time permits or if such time comes alone also we can walk at night like that one group i found in nagpur itself in holy festival they used to drive the bicycles like the boys do you know they go on nowadays nowadays they go by bike you know just shouting loudly and uh, making noise you know full with colors and all so i found girls and women following feminism and that two lefties we can say the word that was used at that time communist people the women of that group they used to take cycle in uh, and roam around like boys people general public don't want boys to travel like that but these girls were saying only they can do it we can also go so it is like comparison you know they used to compare 
दे वॉन्टेड टू बी लाइक मैन इन ऑल द फील्ड और दे वॉन्ट टू शो दैट इवन दो दे आर वुमेन दे कैन डू एनी थिंग वॉट मैन कैन डू दिस वॉज लाइक दैट बट यर अकॉर्डिंग टू बुद्धा बुद्धा सेज ही कंपेयर्स विथ द इंटेलिजेंसी वॉट नॉट ओनली अ मैन कैन हैव इंटेलिजेंट कैन बी मैन कैन बी इंटेलिजेंट बट वुमेन कैन ऑल्सो बी इंटेलिजेंट विच वे वुमेन वे नॉट अलाउड सो ही गिव दैट स्पेस एंड अपॉर्चुनिटी टू फॉर द वुमेन इंटेलेक्चुअल इक्वालिटी बट इंटेलेक्चुअल इक्वालिटी ओके द फ्रीडम नॉट द फ्रीडम टू डू ऑल द थिंग्स विच मैन डू विच इज नॉट रिक्वायर्ड but the thing which is required which is legal we can say the word we can use the legal things the freedom to do the legal as we say no that the constitution has given the right to freedom but with the freedom he has given some restrictions it's they are there but that is not that restrictions are not only for women that restrictions are for men and women both such kind of equality such kind of freedom it was given by the buddha and baba saheb ambedkar we can say you know so feminism is not dominating men or being proud to be a women what naturally they are yes they are but you don't have to show off be a human being and to come to that level not only the women has to come to become a human being they require less effort if we go in proper procedure women can become a good human being in the same way men has to take more effort to become a good human being so we can't say feminism this feminism is also which leads to humanity is a good feminism and that was given by buddha i think so okay uh f- quick reaction firstly i mean uh, some of the ways in which you identified feminists i mean a lot of feminists who we meet would would probably have a problem with you know that description of feminism but let me uh, uh give you certain issues and maybe uh, you could respond one by one um for instance uh, in your case uh, you have given diksha to male uh monks like uh, yes bhante maurya now you know that is something that is frowned upon saying that only a male bhikkhu can ordain a male bhikkhu and a female bhikkhu can ordain a female bhikkhu so in this kind of a thing where you where you are trying to assert a certain kind of role reversal let's say uh, do you see it as a feminist cause do you see it as a buddhist cause do you see it as a thing that is unnecessarily a controversy how do you see it i think it is ne- unnecessary controversy because <clears throat> as a women women can give birth to a child that is the natural physical uh, biological term we used for that giving birth but in buddhism it is like uh, we can say that no one is born as a buddhist we have to become buddhist so it is not giving birth it is developing them as a buddhist and women can do it in much it in much better way you know but is the reverse possible which is uh, can a uh, uh, male 
monk ordain a female nun it is in practice it is in practice already it is already in practice and that's that is not rarely a controversy you are saying there it is not hmm. no one uh, say that it is but there are many other ways which are been talked of like uh, when uh, that is because we bikunis know about that general public does not know that bikunis if uh, a woman if they get ordained by a bikku they does not go against their views they are not free to take their own decision can 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 uh, somebody who is gender non binary be ordained as a as, as a bikuni or a bikku yes some are coming but not yet it has happened they are coming they are asking for it and we are very much ready for that very interesting okay yes You, when you say we, you mean the Bikuni Sangha? Yeah. You are very much in favor. Yeah, I am in favor because I always say no. For intelligence, the genital parts are not important. It is the brain, okay? And it is with every human being of whatever sex they belong to. Yes, I heard one from Nasik. She had taken rose for ten days. I know her. and uh, i don't know where the one who gave them the robes know this right i don't know that okay but when i got to know about this is her activities and all i found that she is that one but she is a very good buddhist that's what matters because she is an intellectual person yes she is she working is for the sangha everything. her agitation for she for is not better... in robes now mm mm-hmm. her activities are like uh, the uh, as a social activities she is into it but anyway you say buddhism is a human rights activity yes 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 okay. so my next question uh, again uh, to push home that feminist line so uh, the abortion rights question right it is right now there was a supreme court case also where a woman was mentally very disturbed and she had pleaded for abortion after some 27 weeks of the pregnancy what do you have any position on abortion rights because it's a major feminist issue right now as we speak in the news actually according to the law the law which are made under the constitution of india you know there is a uh, right in the the rights which we have no fundamental rights there is one right constitutional remedies under that we can say if the laws which are made in the parliament which are passed the bill or the act which is passed in the parliament if they are against the fundamental rights according to the constitution we can challenge them under the constitutional remedies okay so here it is from the starting itself women has a right to take her own decision to be to have the pregnancy or not and this i ask you as a religious person although you resist the title of a religious person but let's assume for the common person buddhism is still a religion the reason i ask you this from that perspective is because is because many religious leaders have weighed upon this subject and have come to very uh, different conclusions they uh, say that there is a life uh, that is getting destroyed and that fetus is a life so as a buddhist intellectual how would you respond to such things 
I should say that for a fetus which has not taken birth, you know, having life, it's okay. But for that, a living person has to suffer. That is not good. Okay, for a fetus who does who does not have anything. I'm sure a lot of feminists will be very happy with what you said, although you don't <laughs> identify as a feminist. Uh, yeah, but that's a very actually because it is human. It is a uh, you know uh, Buddha's words. It is said. Bahujana hitai, bahujana sukhai, means for the majority of the people we have to think. So the majority of women, you know, we can't put their right rights in such kind of situation that they have to give up everything only for the fetus who has not come into the into the uh, taken birth and who have not come into the world, you know, and that is individual thing. That individual part is affecting the whole lot of women population. So we have to think about the majority of it. It is for the bahujan hitai, according to the Buddha. So again about bahujan women, let's say for yes. a large majority of women, there was another very significant movement. I'm sure you would have also heard about it, the Me Too movement. Yes. Uh, what do you think about the Me Too movement? Me, Me Too movement is like, you know, I think uh, it is expressing their uh, feelings, what was uh, the victimized uh, feeling, you know, what hurt them. See, uh, according to the Indian society, if a woman tells that they are victim, somebody has uh, sexually uh, uh, exploited them, the burden is on the women. The one who is a culprit, who is harassing who is exploiting is not answerable the woman has to but this me too movement has given that strength to women to say we are not to be to answer these questions we are not answerable for this act because it has been we are victim we can face whatever it has been done to us but we don't want the culprit to repeat this kind of criminal things again and again and because of this it is i think i don't know uh, what it Im gave impact uh, to the criminal people the rapists or the people who had sexually uh, exploited them but uh, one thing i know it has given strength to the women to open themselves and freely they opened themselves and uh, told about what had happened to them so it's a kind of like they want to live freely. They don't want to be suppressed by anyone. So I think this moment was good. And uh, another question I wanted to ask you for a long time is about uh, the order of monks and uh, bhikkhunis and bhikkhus. Uh, is celibacy a must? Are all Buddhist monks celibate? How does it? Uh, see, the bhikkhus and bhikkhunis they are given some set of rules to be followed. When they take the robes, there are ten shields, like panchashil. There are ten shields. Where from the panchashil, the third one is changed. The third one is Kame Sumichachara. It is for the people living in household, household people, where they are said that they can have a sexual relationship with their life partners. It changes when it is given, uh, when the papaja is given to male and female for, as to become a bhikkhu or bhikkhuni. 
सो दैट टाइम इट इज सैड अब्रमचारिया वे रमनी सिक्का पतंग समाधिया मी सो दट इज इट इज लाइक दे हैव टू फॉलो द ब्रह्मचर्या नाउ फॉलोइंग ब्रह्मचर्या वील हैव टू अंडरस्टैंड वॉट इट इज देन इट इज लाइक वी हैव टू अंडरस्टैंड द कॉन्सेप्ट ऑफ द ब्राह्मणिकल कल्चर वेर ब्रह्मचर्याश्रम नो यस इट इज ब्रह्मचर्याश्रम ब्रह्मचर्याश्रम वर्ड इज देर ब्रह्मचार्य ये पालिका है ब्रह्मचर्य आई एम कन्फ्यूज अबिट चिल्ड्रन स्टडी इन कुरुकुल्स एंड दैट पीरियड इज फ्रॉम सेवेंथ इयर टू दर ऑफ द एज सो at this time it is a very crucial age that is the teenage it includes the teenage where there is uh, changes in the body of girl and boys girl and boy so at that time they get attracted towards uh, towards each other and so because of that attraction and the forceful what we can say the forceful effect they have within the body you know that kind of thing they wanted to the instinct yeah they wanted to meet each other and see what happens in the body you know they wanted that they want to know what it is this thing that is uh, divert their mind from the studying part from the education so it is a compulsory uh, following of brahmacharya that is celibacy for the students who are in gurukul and the same thing buddha said because buddha's teachings dhamma are the teachings of buddha and to know that one has to get out of that uh, attraction so we have to understand each and everyone as a human we have to treat it treat each and everyone as human being so not as a man or woman because if we think of that means you have different kind of attraction that is natural but that natural thing can also be avoided if you can if you are able to control your mind you have to focus on the and a bhikkhu or a bhikkhuni bhikkhuni has to follow it yes the celibacy to control their mind to control their mind you think It's, it is not possible to control your mind when you are in a familial kind of a setup or with in a relationship still they can but the society does not allow them to do it <laughs> society is forcing you know if his son is getting older they pressurize him to get married they pressurize the daughter to get married in that way they are forced to do it and they want some the generation you know it should no no i on. i mean in the, in the case of bhikkhus and bhikkhunis mm. you are saying that it is a distraction to be part of family life to be part of Yes, your to be sexually active. Yeah, why, actually, why because you if you are socially, uh, sexually active means you have the you have to follow some responsibility towards them. If you have children, or you if you have some relation with uh, the other gender or whatever it is, that means 
you have some expectations from each other so in your case for example i mean you, you have a son right and mm. uh, can you talk about that journey i mean you chose to have a family first and then you gave up actually to... i didn't wanted a family first acha <laughs> okay i did not want to get married whatever it is i i don't want to go into it in detail no need absolutely yes yes, yes. but uh, yes i have a son and uh, it did not distract me from my social work but yes i was not able to give my best for the society therefore i when uh, my son was 12 years old i took the robes and how did he react to it how did your relationship develop after that for that i had a strategy when he was 7 year old i started working in the field leaving him with his father his father was very much attached to him <laughs> which is a good thing <laughs> yeah so that was a positive part in my life and i was not into family course like uh, doing cooking and all from the childhood i did not do it my case is very much different i never did in my parents house i never did after also he was only doing everything <laughs> even cleaning and everything clothes utensils house everything taking care of him i didn't take care of him okay so it was very easy for me and it was easy for him because he wanted a son to live with him so it was not a problem and he knew that i did not want family he already knew and most of my family members my parents side and also my friends and all everyone know i can't live a family life okay <laughs> interesting part i can tell you i wanted to go for christianity to become a nun okay Interesting. I tried that because uh, my education is from the uh, Christian school, so I was very much impressed by the behavior. You know how they speak, the, the discipline, and all. So I needed that. I wanted to become that. But when I went to them and asked, they said, "No, you have a son. You can't be a nun now." Oh. Okay. So. already and was... here what happened here so you could not be a bhikkhuni only in some according to some people so you cannot be a bhikkhuni only forget that is different thing it see christianity is a religion hmm buddhism is also a religion but we have that uh, constitution part and we have that right to say you no you can define it you can define it we we can't say to them you know we can't say in christianity no i have a right to become because they have their own set of rules here there is set of rule but buddha's teachings and the rules are so flexible that it can be changed according to the but situation but for the change also you had to start your own order yes so jahan aap khade ho gaye line wahan se shuru ho gaya yes <laughs> <laughs> no but already in buddhism uh, uh we knew that uh, siddhartha was married he had a son and after that he became a big uh, he took pabajja and then he became a buddha and uh, in we have many examples at the time of buddha how the bikku and bikuni had the family life earlier that example we knew already so it was not like that that i have to struggle a lot for that struggling was for the identity of bikunis hmm not to become a bikuni we want to t- 
tell that there is a bikuni have their own identity they can do the work what bikus do so we should be given that equal we can say dignity we need that equal opportunity to speak up like i can give you some examples again from thailand i was there in 2015 i went there for 3 months as a translator because indian bikunis were there thailand is theravada theravada so the place where i was staying was uh, the uh, vihara of bikuni dhamananda the first bikuni from thailand so uh, she had many samneris like student in robes so they were going to study pali to the bikkus so doing that study they were allowed to do that but when the time came to give an exam they stopped them they said you have to wear the white dress to give this exam you won't be given certificate means here we find that the lame women means upasikas are given more importance than the bikunis even in the study field in the universities a bikku can sit in the class in the university while doing his studies in buddhism uh, buddhist studies or pali whatever it is he is a student there he is sitting in front a woman as as a lecturer she is teaching and they are ready to hear her but if a bikuni is there they will say no they don't want to study from bikunis you know this kind of thing has come up saying that no bikunis have no right to speak in front of bikus that is what is going on so in the diksha bhumi committee for example i noticed that there is a person from japan aryas yes. Na- nagarjun surai sasai nagarjun surya sasai surai sasai surai sasai uh, and there is uh, i mean is that common number one and uh, do you ever foresee a day when a bikuni will be part of that committee one day maybe is is that something that is we are not trying for it why not because that is not our diksha bhumi is seen by us from the outside as the epicenter the center of the ambedkarite buddhist see uh, having a position or being a part of a committee your mission is limited As but you can big, also get a lot done in terms of it will be only for that part no for diksha bhumi what is the role of diksha bhumi committee to take care of the diksha diksha bhumi to take care of what ever uh, what events are taking place there okay maybe diksha bhumi is a bad example then but no no, no, no i'm saying that the administrative bodies of buddhism there is a, a world conference of buddhists there are different different platforms yes. on which uh, the buddhist path is is decided uh, you know so so on, being a part of a conferences are there decision making bodies in the in the do the who decide the practice the theology this this entire thing on these matters for example why mm-hmm. the reason i ask you is now so you have ordained a male bhikkhu there is a controversy over it is there some kind of uh, uh, body which either approves or disapproves something like this or is it no there is nothing like that till now hmm. not even a mahabodhi society 
no no bahut like is... in in uh, say uh, you know in the among the muslims there is the uh, it's not like that in or among christians Islam. there is the church of north india not church yet, of south not india not there is no such not body not yet because uh, in india no one thought of it i th- i tell you instead of saying no one thought of it uh, i mean to say that uh, till today the bikkus from india they are following the rules and regulations of the theravada countries and that's actually something i wanted to ask you uh-huh. the theravada you said this before also in the course of this interview uh-huh. the theravada countries let's take two examples myanmar and sri lanka yeah some of the majoritarianism over there is buddhist majoritarianism there is uh, uh, you know uh, a trail of blood in sri lanka you know to, for which there's been a lot of religious sanction or sanction from certain sections of monks the same we saw with the rohingya in, yes, uh, in myanmar by myanmar how do you see this i mean see actually is it a theravada country problem because we don't see this in any of the other buddhist countries what you said uh, is it is it a problem with theravada buddhism you think yeah it is because a problem a, with the, theravada buddhism you think that what is yes. happening in myanmar and sri lanka is connected to how theravada is structured yes then we we'll have to under, uh, understand from the starting point of theravada please tell me actually at the time of buddha there was no vada no yana as soon as the buddha's mahaparinirvana was there at that time you know buddha said before mahaparinibbana he said to anand bikku anand that my successor is only dhamma no one is a successor but after mahaparinibbana some politics type of thing happened that it was the message was that the mahakashyapa bikku has yet to come so we have to wait for him to burn to be born huh. to burn the body or oh, to burn the body to burn the body to burn whose body buddha's body siddhartha gautam yeah buddha's body somewhere it is written in the text that they are they were lighting lighting it you know with a what whatever they used but the fire was not burning and they said it is because mahakashyapa did not came there and he was far away until them that time they will have to wait actually 7 days the body was kept and it was common practice for the king's body or like the uh, body of the well known person they used to keep it for 7 days that's that was common but still they said that because mahakashyap bikku did not come we are waiting and he will only lit the fire so automatically it happened that he became the successor means according to the hindu rituals the son or the successor lit the fire to the dead body and after 3 months he called for a council and in that council he called 500 arhats he said 500 arhats and he said ananda is not her arhat he avoided ananda but he knew that in a council the discussion on what buddha taught was an important part 
that the rules which buddha has given for the sangha was an important part so bikku upali was there to talk on the rule that is the vinay pitaka and ananda was the only one there is a long story behind it but we can say that he was the one who knew each and every part of what buddha has given in his discourse now again uh, there is a question the uh, question arises there that were there only 500 bikkhus were arat that is there were lakhs of bikkhus okay but mahakashyapa called only called only 500 who were his disciples following ananda and upali were not from his side because he never uh, mahakashyapa never listened to buddha many times buddha told him to follow this kind of things the discipline and all there are many things which we can't discuss it, it now in another time uh, we can do it no i i just find it interesting this thing i mean I, of course I, we can't go into detail as each yeah. character has their own back story yes. but broadly what you're saying is so similar to the origin story of post prophet muhammad or pro post jesus the the immediate controversy that breaks out as to how the order will follow Yeah. and that's very interesting that you mentioned this uh, but how is it connected to theravada yeah that is why i'm saying in this council some they said that they don't want to change the rules they don't want to change anything from the vinapitaka rules for the sangha but buddha before mahaparinibbana said there are many rules which can be avoided okay he kept it as flexible even in his lifetime he changed many rules okay but here the word was used because they are theras others have to listen to them theras means the senior one so this thera word came there so those who did not listen to what was decided in the first council they were a kind of thrown out of that <laughs> please we can say and so they formed another group that became the mahayana and they said they are hinyana so the theravada group is called hinyana so this yana and this vad came after the buddha and here this theravada group they don't want to compromise on any rules they are very strict type so on any part they don't want to compromise and if you want if you are going against it you are not theravadis it is not you are not buddhist they don't say you are not buddhist they say you are not theravadis therefore they had strict rule that who are not theravadis should not wear the orange robes also therefore mahayani said different colors of robes oh yes but you are wearing the theravada robes it's our freedom from given from the constitution of india <laughs> <laughs> but this i let tell you you know yeah uh when i took this robe and my sister bikuni vijaya maitriya she wanted to take robe she said no in mahayani they are very comfortable robes you know really they are very comfortable looking good and all so she said why don't you change i said the bikus want that that you should change and i don't want to you know we had a go- good discussion on this 
how the rope should be she was going for comfortability and i said we don't want to fulfill their views they want us they will say oh see they can't follow this what buddha has given they are it's not easy to follow it so they changed it i said we don't want to give that reason to the, say that i want to wear that robe which the bikunis used to wear and with the bikku bears we don't want to show we are different from you we are equal so the robe should also be equal with the same color you know so this this is you know to show that yes you cannot deny our rights actually really if you think of religious part as a buddhism because won't allow us to do but it is the human rights given in the constitution of india we are able to face this kind of discrimination and overcome it but i still i'm trying to understand why you said that it is what's happening in myanmar what is happening in sri lanka is connected in a way to how theravada is practiced and structured uh, do you say this because theravada monks or orders interfere in state matters no uh, why do why do you say this because uh, is there a separation between when in when we talk separation between the church and the state we say right in religious matters or in in theravada is is there a kind of then we'll have to go to the history of mahakashya Ma bikku <laughs> okay no we will not go there then <laughs> okay what we'll do is in that case uh, so let's look at the complication that arises out of the fact that in a place like tamil nadu i met morya bhante i found it very strange that he keeps going to sri lanka and he's a tamil speaking person he goes not to the north he goes to the south he uh, you know to colombo and different parts and he visits the monasteries over there and uh, deals with sinhala monks over there uh, how does that equation play out have you been there is it is there hostility firstly actually you've been to a lot of parts of tamil nadu i understand yes. but sri lanka also have you been there no no but how I do you sinhala... suffered many times but i didn't go why that is another part it will take again more time to say why i did not go to sri lanka <laughs> <laughs> actually i wanted to work in tamil nadu my journey started from tamil nadu as a bikuni as soon as i left ncdhr national campaign on dalit human rights i went to tamil nadu first uh, to stay with uh, sakya hostel and i traveled with uh, one england bikuni to many universities uh, many parts of tamil nadu and the universities so one person who was in this yatra from coimbatore shekhar mr shekhar he was the one who told me when we we went there that uh, maharashtrian people are very selfish baba sahib had done a lot for uh, tamil nadu people of south india but now no one is turning up here to tell buddhism and ambedkarism so i said maybe one part at one side you are right but the other very important part is that there is a language problem so even if we want to come here we are not able to because we don't understand we cannot communicate easily and i found that because i was uh, english i was able to speak english at least i had some <laughs> access to communicate with them but 95% of bikku bikunis 
they don't have that access they can't speak english nowadays there are many but at that time when i used to go there 15 years ago 15 years yeah 15 17 years before 17 years ago hmm. so bikus were not they were uh, the bikus which are very highly educated now they were young at that time and they were not in robes we can say so many of them were not able to speak english and they did not have any context it was different for me because i was working as a social worker from early times and i had contacts in tamil nadu itself before taking the robes so it was very easy for me to go there you know because of the friends circle and uh, from uh, the colleagues and all i was it was very easy for me to go and communicate there even uh, translating the things and all so others did not have that kind of uh, access so i said to him okay when i'll take rome i start from tamil nadu so really after taking rome i went to tamil nadu first therefore we had a dhamma yatra dhamma yatra means taking dhamma to different parts of tamil nadu so i at that time there were 32 districts and i traveled all 32 district with sakya pannudurai so i met all the people mostly the dalits and uh, most of them were illiterate this uh, sakya groups with whom i had contact they had known baba saheb after coming to the chennai university madras university no madras university they came there for higher education and they got to know about baba saheb and now and after that they formed that sakya group and uh, through them i went so it was a kind of educational revolution with baba saheb so with them i went to different uh, all the parts of tamil nadu and uh, uh i met many people those who were having good job they were into like they wanted buddha vihars to be constructed there because they knew baba saheb took buddhism so when they saw me they felt felt like okay now bikuni is here we have to do something the we can bring buddhism here with baba saheb ambedkar like that it happened so i traveled many places and i i uh, when i went there uh, first i went to the igmor mahabodhi vihar and i found that from 1891 the vihar is there the mahabodhi vihar in igmor so it is at the time of baba saheb's birth birth year but the bikku staying there they never had a relation with the tamilians their local tamilians where were these bikkus from sri lanka oh they are from sri lanka and they were staying here throughout at the, during yes. the peak of the yes yes tamil struggle that is what theravada is <laughs> they won't travel to people even if they go they will go to the people whom they know okay they learn tamil they speak tamil but they don't go and tell dhamma to the people the people had to come to the vihar and those who don't know why will they come actually that we are those was... who don't know actually did you, did you face any hostility because uh, among the dalits and the tamils who were coming in from jaffna and other parts of sri lanka as refugees to them you would have appeared just like a typical theravada monk whatever they think i just said jai bhim to all <laughs> no but did you initially did they mistake you was there any kind of no not for me because i i you said in virupuram villupuram it was like I used to realize that you know that they have something in their mind 
against me but i made it easy for them by speaking with them by talking about baba saheb by talking about the situation of dalit the untouchability and all yes they had that kind of in their mind okay but i knew so i handled that situation so it was not a problem for me but yes it was there and this thing it was like they used to welcome me actually the tamil speaking people were there with me they took me there so they used to introduced me in that way that i belong to the ambedkarite state you know from where the ambedkar came and who has done a lot for dalits like it was so it was very easy for me so anyway we heard in between that uh, many people went to ignore to they had a conflict with the uh, bikkus there and i've seen that uh, that vihar is used for the sri lankan people who come to india it's a halting place for them it's good we need that you know because we don't have any other place where they can stay before taking the flight uh, train or whatever it is because chennai is the place where it's a junction kind of thing so but uh, many people those who knew buddhism they got in contact with them they knew what it is so they used to go and uh, have programs in uh, that vihar till now it's going on some um, when i went at that time they had one samnera program small school children took the uh, robes there for 10 days it was the children were from arkonam and uh, i was called there because arkonam people knew me i traveled there in the mayatra so they called me so i went there so uh, only for uh, last two days i was there and they asked me that they want to take this boys in robes to the village in arkonam and it is not a practice in buddhism in therwada the one who gives the robes only has to take off the robe it is the practice when they asked me i said no problem you take them i am with you <laughs> that was also like yes they want to show it is the promotion of buddhism you know and i said yes i am there with you you take the rally and yes the people should know that children can become take the robes they can live that life women is there who is in robe so he can be she can be a part of it so i took them it was very uh, like the bikkus from that uh, place ikmot uh, mahabodi vihar was very like but uh, i found that uh, he was very friendly with me personally he knew that i am like i'm talking about the human rights i want the correct thing to be done i don't want is the on the name of religion to do anything wrong so i t- i said i'm taking the responsibility i took them we had a good function there and last day i took the robes for the kids huh? for the kids you know those this kind of things i did in uh, tamil nadu and this kind of things keeps getting into trouble does it 
do you face a lot of resistance actually, in fact don't know i can't say it is a trouble that is a part of it that is the part of the work i'm ready that this kind of thing will happen and i have to face it and i have the solution with me so i did not take it as a problem or a trouble but you know that throughout yeah. your journey going forward here, so far if anything if it is anything to judge i am sure going forward you will find a lot of resistance yes. and you will find it within the ambedkarite buddhist movement only yes uh, i had a solution i know i will convince them or they will be pressurized to follow what i want to say <laughs> you know so i'm very easy it's always easy for me to do this kind of things so two men from the christianity <laughs> they took grow from me सिद्धार्थ लुएस फ्रॉम मदुराई एंड बौद्ध मौर्या सिद्धार्थ लुएस वॉज ए पास्टर आई थिंक बट मौर्यल्सो वेंट फॉर ट्रेनिंग टू बी अ पास्टर आई थिंक या बट इट्स अ मिक्सड फैमिली लाइक आई डोंट नो डिटेल ऑल्सो फॉलोइंग द हिंदुइजम इन दिस फैमिली एंड क्रिश्चनिटी ऑल्सो आई फाउंड देर इन तमिलनाडु दैट इन सेम फैमिली मैनी काइंड ऑफ रिलीजन्स आर देर मदर Uh, follow one religion. Father is following, and children are following the third religion. It is like that in uh, Tamil Nadu. I found that. So middle path. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, because Siddharth Lewis was the first one to take rope from my side, I knew that uh, problem will will be there. So I told him, "You have to take care. If anyone question me, you have to answer that you have a right." to choose your teacher and yes it happened bikus came they were very angry because of this program they said we are here why he is not asking us why he called suniti from maharashtra to give rope <laughs> then he said i want only suniti as my teacher but the bad part was that once one thing he was uh, saying right way but he did not interpret it in good uh, sense as if uh, it is said that no baba said said that he wanted new order of priest so he took it in new order of priest as living in a family and wearing robes only when he is going to the program like christianity so he he was managing uh, both the family he did like. not i called him many times that you should take training but he never turned up he used to avoid my calls so it was my bad experience hmm. but for uh, for bodhamori i first gave 10 days training then i gave rope to him hmm. so he is still there and he is highly ordained in sri lanka he is also not wearing rope he is in this uh, orange or maroon shirt and pant with shaved head and all he is there he looks like monk when he goes to the area where uh, dalits are very much against the sri lankan people you know they have different kind of thoughts he goes there he wear robes only when there is a need but he does not wear the civil dress he says that is the need of the place actually i can go and tell them what the buddhism is so he is doing a little bit right path and he called for, for uh, trainings to the novices like samneers there i went there and gave training 
टूट सामने रखे हैं पैंडन देर सो ही इज स्लोली स्लोली डेवलपिंग इट बट द मेजर कॉन्फ्लिक्ट वॉज वेन आई गेव रोब्स टू राज रतन आंबेडकर यस लास्ट ईयर ऑन फिफ्थ अक्टूबर राज रतन अम्बेडकर द ग्रेट ग्रैंड सन ऑफ यस अम्बेडकर ग्रेट ग्रैंड सन यस आई गेव रोब्स टू हिम ही हेज टेकन रोब्स नाउ for uh, one month he took oh <laughs> and he said i want it from you but that's also very high endorsement right yes you know the temperature of maharashtra <laughs> all the bikkus at diksha bhumi were saying she is not a bikuni she doesn't know anything and she uh, they were also abusing rajatan ambedkar he doesn't know what we are so many bikkus are here he didn't ask <laughs> and he is going to that bikuni who doesn't know anything like that we were also threatened for one month we kept quiet <laughs> it was on facebook whatsapp what what not it was going on lastly bikuni maitriya just wrote a facebook post asking what wrong we have done according to the vinapitaka everyone said it is not written in vinapitaka that bikunis cannot give robes it does not come under any crime vinapitaka has patimukhe where the crimes are there right and we have punishment for that so under which category of crime it comes and when this question was asked one of the senior bikku called and no he said no you did not do any crime but till now no bikuni gave that doesn't mean that it cannot be done any time it is not a crime from that time it is all settled <laughs> but you might not have committed a crime but you have broken many unwritten rules yes and i want to wish you all the best and Thank if you will allow me to conclude the show here because i understand that this is a conversation that should keep on going it should continue and for those who want to follow your work uh, you give these discourses every week it's called your your paritasutta paritasutta every sunday sunday we uh, speak on uh, discussion on buddha and his dhamma and this is available online. on this is available online buddhist fraternity council on spotify is organized on spotify or no on... no no it's a google meet i think it's a google meet and how yeah. can people attend it through link they have they can find you on social media uh i think the buddhist fraternity council they put the link on their There social media and we share everyone share that link to their friend circle or something like that okay and they join so if they search for bikuni suniti they'll be able to find your weekly i don't know whether it is like that or not okay we'll have to ask mrudila about it <laughs> okay we'll leave the text technology aside but uh, i'm sure uh, you know people be very interested to know about you and your ism thank you so much for Not spending my ism <laughs> the ism of the bikuni sangha no it is only buddha's teachings okay only buddha's teachings bikuni suniti thank you so much for giving us this time namo buddhaya jai bhim <laughs> jai bhim <laughs> i hope this conversation gave you something to think about i'll be back with another provocative thinker in the next episode of what's your ism the news minute and the show reaches people because of people like you 
It's ironic that outlets with cash aren't invested in their journalism. And those who are invested in their journalism just don't have the cash. You can help change that one subscription at a time. Become a TNM member.